Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of John. Hey guys, it's Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast. Today we're in John chapter 20. We're going to talk about actually the uh, Shroud of Turin today, as well as a handful of other things. And if I'm being 100% honest with you guys, I didn't even know what the Shroud of Turin was until about a year ago. I had never really heard it growing up. It was always considered to be a Catholic thing. And so I did a lot of research on it recently, and I've been learning more about it ever since somebody from my college and career group actually mentioned that one of the reasons he believed in Jesus was because of the Shroud of Turin. And me not really knowing what that was, I looked into it a little bit more. And I researched it, of course, today so that I can discuss it a little bit more in depth with all of you guys. Now, I'm going to say I am not an expert on the Shroud of Turin. I have only done basic research into it. So I'm not super well-versed, but it's going to be really fun to talk about it today. So please grab your Bible and let's go ahead and read John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10 today. As I always do, I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. Please grab the version of the Bible that you prefer and also make sure to grab your cup of seven weeks coffee or your cup of tea this morning. And let's go ahead and read John 20, 1 through 10. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went early, while it was still dark, to the tomb, and saw the stone taken away from the tomb. Therefore she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Therefore Peter and the other disciple went out, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran together. The other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths lying, yet he didn't enter in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and entered into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying, and the cloth that had been on his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. So then the other disciple, who came first to the tomb, also entered in, and he saw and believed. For as yet, they didn't know the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. So the disciples went away, again to their own homes. It says on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went out early. So we know that this was a Sunday that Mary Magdalene went out because Saturday, the last day of the week, was always the Sabbath. Now, we here in America, we don't celebrate the Sabbath on Saturdays. We celebrate it on Sundays. Somehow that got switched at some point in time. But the Sabbath was a very sacred day for the Jewish people where they could basically do nothing they were only allowed to do like the most basic things. They weren't allowed to do anything that might look like work. That included going and mourning at the grave of Jesus. So they weren't actually allowed to go to the grave site to put these bandages on Jesus. And don't forget that Jesus had been wrapped up in these bandages um, on Friday very quickly. He died around 3 p.m. on a Friday. And also this was during the month of April that Jesus died. And so April typically has shorter and colder days. So uh, the sun would have started to set earlier than, say, in the summer. And because of that, Jesus was bandaged very quickly, though I'm, I'm sure I could argue that he was bandaged very well because the two 
rich men, uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, helped bind Jesus up after he was dead. And there was a whole process that they had to go through in order to properly bind Jesus. They had to remove all of the particles from his body, all the splinters, all the wood, all the, the thorns in his head, anything that might contaminate the body or help it decompose uh, had to be removed. And so the entire process, I'm sure, was done extremely quickly so that Jesus could be in the grave before sundown, which was the start of Sabbath. And because of this, Mary Magdalene and the other women, though John does not mention the other women in, in his gospel, but we know that there are other women with Mary Magdalene, they went to the tomb early Sunday morning, like super early. It says in, in John that it was still dark, like while they were traveling to go to the tomb. Other gospel accounts mentioned that it was very early in the morning. The sun was just about to rise. And others mentioned that once they were at the tomb, the sun had risen at that point. Mary Magdalene and the women went out as early as possible that they possibly could to go and take more bandages and more ointments to Jesus's body so that they could bind him up even better. They went out while it was still dark to the tomb and they saw the stone taken away from the tomb. We also know from the other gospels that they encountered two angels at this point in time as well. And these angels told the women, why are you looking for Jesus? He's not here. He has been risen just as he said he would be. So go tell Peter and the other disciples that Jesus is risen. Now, depending what gospel you read, there's different accounts for how Mary Magdalene was feeling during that time. Mark mentions that Mary Magdalene was terrified and all the other women as well were terrified. And uh, they said nothing to anyone for they were very afraid. I took that to mean that they didn't say anything to each other like during this time, they were so shocked by what happened. They ran straight to the disciples and told them because that's basically what Mark says about that. He said they were so scared. They didn't say anything to anybody until they got to the disciples. And then they told the disciples about everything they saw in the tomb. And then Matthew and Luke kind of give more of a generalization, like a broader story of what happened surrounding the events of the tomb, including how Jesus appeared to all the women, which did happen. And I believe the gospel of Matthew and then Luke, once again, another generalization of how Mary Magdalene and the other women were feeling after they saw the angel. And Luke kind of just gives a broad picture of what was going on there. But John gets a little bit deeper into the story where he says that Mary Magdalene had some doubts when she went to go tell the other disciples. It says, she came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. And she said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have laid him. Now that's where people get kind of confused sometimes, because if you read the other gospels, it said that the women remembered Jesus's words when the angel said it to them. But this doesn't mean that Mary Magdalene didn't experience doubts. I mean, honestly, who wouldn't experience doubts in that circumstance. Like people don't just get risen from the dead every single day, even though Jesus mentioned that he would. It's not just Mary Magdalene that had doubts. All the disciples had doubts about it. 
even after they were reminded of Jesus's words. I mean, even Thomas, Thomas, the doubter, you know, he uh, he did not believe that Jesus was risen from the dead, even after he heard multiple accounts of Jesus being risen from the dead. So, yeah, Mary Magdalene had some doubts. And that's very clearly explained here in John chapter 20. She just, even though she remembered Jesus's words, it was too good to be true. She runs to the disciples and she says, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have laid him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and they ran to the tomb. And this is also clearly described in, I think, the book of Luke. Yeah, Luke, where it says that Peter did, in fact, uh, go to the tomb. But John mentions that he was also with Peter. So John and Peter ran to the tomb after they heard Mary Magdalene's words. And so they both ran together. The other disciple outran Peter and he came first to the tomb. We know that the other disciple was, in fact, John himself. That's what he calls himself throughout the entire gospel, pretty much. And so it says, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths lying, yet he didn't enter in. So for some reason, John didn't go into the tomb. I would guess it was because he had some reverence for Jesus and didn't want to enter into the tomb, potentially. And also the way the linen cloths would have looked, it could have potentially looked like Jesus was still in the tomb from John's perspective of just peeking in because the cloths would have like hardened you know, over time with all the aloe and myrrh that they were dipped in, they would have like almost hardened. And so it might have looked like still a body was in that tomb. And John looks, you know, sees the shroud there, you know, looking like there's somebody in it and uh, he doesn't enter into the tomb. But Peter goes right in. Peter runs right into the tomb. And this is very typical of Peter's personality in scripture. He runs right in, you know, jumps right into stuff. That's that's how I can describe Peter. He runs in and he sees the linen cloths lying and the cloth that had been covering his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. So Peter sees that even though these linen cloths that cover Jesus's body were like hardened, they were empty. And this cloth that covered Jesus's uh, head was like rolled up neatly. <laughs> it was like folded up real nice, like next to it. Okay. And Peter knows for sure that this was not done by human hands. Like it couldn't have possibly been because for anybody to get out of those cloths, they would have had to get like ripped off, right? And they weren't ripped off. They were sitting there exactly the same. The only difference was the cloth that was covering Jesus's head was kind of like wrapped up and uh, placed nicely next to it. So Peter sees all this. And in Luke, it does mention that Peter went away from this extremely perplexed, but he didn't believe yet. He was just very perplexed. He was thinking about it. He's like, how could this happen? What person is playing a huge trick? Now, meanwhile, while all this is happening, Mary Magdalene is making her way back to the tomb. Perhaps she ran right behind uh, Peter and John because we know that she was kind of chilling outside of the tomb while they were inside looking around 
And we'll talk about that story on Tuesday. So Mary Magdalene is making her way back to the tomb during all of this. And also while Peter is in the tomb, John is now entering in. So he sees that Peter has the has the capacity to go into the tomb. And so John joins him inside the tomb. And so it says in verse eight that the other disciple who came in first to the tomb also entered in and he saw and believed. So John entered that tomb, saw everything the way Peter saw it and believed. And John was the only one really that that did believe that we know of at this point in time. Then in verse nine, for as yet they didn't know the scripture that he must rise from the dead. And this would be true because even though the women had been told by the angel that Jesus would rise from the dead, the women themselves didn't relay that message to Peter and John at this point. The only woman that they encountered that we know of in scripture was Mary Magdalene. The other women likely went to talk to all the other disciples and tell their version of the story and what they saw. But Mary Magdalene encountered Peter and John. And all we see that Mary Magdalene said was her doubts of, we don't know where they took Jesus's body, basically. So then it says that John didn't know the scripture that he must rise from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. So John and Peter leave the site. John believed Peter definitely did not believe. We know that in Luke, Peter didn't believe till a later time. So Peter goes home perplexed. John likely goes home very joyful. So now the Shroud of Turin. (laughs) Let's talk about that for a second. So these linen cloths that Peter and John saw are thought to be the Shroud of Turin. And for those of you who don't know what the Shroud of Turin is, it's a burial cloth. A shroud is a burial cloth. And it has an image of a face and a body of somebody who was, in fact, crucified at this point in time. Now, there's a lot of debate as to whether or not it was Jesus's burial cloth or somebody else's burial cloth. But there is a lot of evidence that points to it potentially being Jesus's very own burial cloth. And one of the reasons is because the shroud itself is a very expensive shroud and would have come from a richer family. I mean, it's lasted for thousands of years. We know also that it was definitely from Jesus's time period and that it is authentic, that it's definitely a shroud that somebody was buried in and that the person buried in it was a male around 25 to 35 years old. And this male was definitely crucified. That's why a lot of people speculate that it's potentially Jesus's very own burial cloth. And you can see if you if you look up pictures of the Shroud of Turin, it'll show you tons of pictures of it online. And you can see that there's a face that's in the Shroud of Turin. And they were researching this shroud. It's actually one of the most researched articles ever of all time is the Shroud of Turin. And they've done so much research on it. They know for sure that nobody like painted an image on it because they can't find any kind of like particles of paint or charcoal or whatever else would have been used to make that image in the shroud. Also, this thing apparently has been like burned multiple times (laughs) 
and has been like doused in water and it's survived. And so scientists can't explain how it survived through all of that. And so there's just a lot of really cool stuff regarding the Shroud of Turin that many people like to say that it might be Jesus's very own burial cloths. What I want to say about it is I don't know if it's Jesus's burial cloth or not. Personally, I, I haven't done enough research into it to really form my own opinion on it. But I do know that even if it is Jesus's burial cloth, I think it's always going to have some kind of mystery behind it where we're never really going to know. And I think that that is purposeful because human beings have a tendency to worship things. We have a tendency to worship articles and God does not want us to worship those things. So even if the shroud is an image of Jesus's face and body, that's really cool, but that could definitely cause people to fall away from Jesus in some ways by worshiping this shroud instead of worshiping Jesus himself and remembering that Jesus was in fact risen from the dead. And so that's why I think that, yes, it's really cool that we might have something that was on Jesus's body while he was being buried. But what's more important is the gospel that we have already been given by God. The real story of what happened here in scripture of Jesus's death and resurrection. This is truly what matters. Researching this, studying this, and sharing this amazing story about our Messiah to the entire world. Well, I'd love to know what you guys think about the Shroud of Turin. Do you think that it was Jesus? So contact me. You're going to find my information in the description of this podcast episode. And uh, let me know what you think about the Shroud of Turin. But also, if you love this episode, please share it. Please rate it. If you uh, rate it on Apple Podcasts, I may read your review at some point in time and uh, respond to you. So I'd love to see your reviews. And I am so thankful for everybody who has already reviewed the podcast because your reviews help it get found by more people. Check out Seven Weeks Coffee linked in the description if you would like to support uh, pro-life coffee companies that donate part of their income to pregnancy centers. That is linked as well in the description. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of Joshua. And until then, happy listening and God bless.